Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We got Dawn Staley coming up at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Congratulations, Coach. We got Magic Johnson coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mentioned we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning, guys. What up, morning? Mornings, morning. Not a, morning. Not a great morning for Jay, I know. You had time to process, Jay? No, no, I have not. Because there's a game tonight, and uh, I want to see them lose. So not yeah. until not until it's over. Yeah. Then I'll process my anger. There's a lot of it, though. So you so yeah. so you've come on this side now and just say you want to see them lose before you were conflicted on whether or not you wanted North Carolina to lose based on the ACC. So now you're telling us you're willing to accept the fact that Duke is not in it, North Carolina's in it, and now you want North Carolina to lose. Yes, I've, I've had a coming to Christ conversation with myself during the last hour of the show. Key, you have talked me into the anger. You played very well into it, and now it's there. It exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't do it. Rock Chalk Jayhawk all yeah. day. Well, it didn't go like listen, it, it, especially when it's that close, that late. It's like it's Coach K's final season. They're gonna go uh. Hubert, and then the, the, the whole beef with shaking hands after yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, uh. wait, that happened again? Oh, well, well, so so this is this key. Carolina was celebrating, and oh. I get it, as if they won a championship, even though okay. they're playing a championship game okay. tonight. And Duke players were waiting around to shake their hands, and so the Duke players walked off, and oh, then. Okay. Coach K stayed on with Wendell Moore, and the North Carolina players finally came over. They shook their hands, but then there was a beef between Nolan Smith and the assistant coach. It just is always something there. Well, we have a little some bad news for Jay, some bad news for Key and Lakers fans. The Lakers. This is not bad news for me. Lose their sixth straight. I've accepted it. Yeah, you've, you've I told, accepted I told it's not you news, about, right? I told, but about, it, I told you guys this about two months ago. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't going to happen. Um, Jokic and the Nuggets got him. Also, like, Lakers had a lead. It was close pretty late in the game, and then, no. Anyway, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who it's funny, man. We talk about the all-time greats, like, was it Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain or Kareem, right? And then MJ came along, and now it's like, LeBron, Kareem is so... Great. There's a great argument Legend. to be made. He's the greatest Man, player, you know, player can't of all talk time. Talk NBA no. without mentioning his name first. He, the Period. Dude, we're talking about undefeated. He almost went undefeated in his whole college career. He almost went undefeated for his college career. It's ridiculous. But look, he was on hand to present uh, Carmelo Anthony with the newly designed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar trophy to honor Carmelo as the NBA's social justice champion for the 2020-21 season. And he has voiced his disappointment in LeBron James several times already this season. And um, 
look, he said he's met LeBron, though the two men have never spoken about activism or Kareem's criticism. But here is Kareem on why he's been critical of LeBron James. Listen to this. Well, it just comes from, you know, some of the things that he's done and said um, are really beneath him, as far as I can see, for some of the great things that he's done. You know, it's, he's standing on both sides of the fence almost, you know. I, that I, It makes it hard for me to, you know, accept that uh, when he's uh, committed himself to uh, a, a different uh, take on, on everything. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, one, you know, well, it's hard to figure out uh, where he's standing. You know, you got to check him out every time. Hmm. So I got to say, guys, to me, Kareem what? always sounds to me like the adult in the room, but that doesn't mean the adult is always has the kind of style that you want, right? Sometimes he is, but, but he, he is consistently applying rigor to standards, right? He has rigorous standards, and he expects LeBron James to live up to uh, a, a standard, I think, that Kareem has in mind. And guys, to me, by and large, LeBron has. I think that's why Kareem, even in the criticism, says, hey, he's done all these good things. I think this other thing is beneath him. Jay, what is what specifically do you think he's referring to? What's I, beneath him? I mean, it had to be about what LeBron was talking about as relates to COVID. He had put out a tweet a while ago about – you know, just the confusion that he's witnessing with his daughter, who's in first grade, with COVID, with flu, with colds, a lot of finger pointing at a lot of different things. And and for me, I, I, I probably think when I hear Kareem talk about he's standing on both sides, I feel like it has to do with something like COVID related, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I don't, Key, I don't, yeah, I'm, look, man, I'm, I'm not in the business of going against Cap. Uh, he's a legend of this game. I get it. But I don't. I'm not LeBron James. I don't live my life worried about what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thinks about me. I don't. And, like, LeBron James, like, he handled it correctly by not responding. Like, he's entitled to his opinion. Everybody doesn't need to agree with it. And so what? Um, What LeBron James has done for the community is off the charts. Look it up. So is is everybody shooting 100% from the field? No. Are there going to be some misses sometimes? Yeah, but like when I hear these things, I'm like, come on, Cap. Like, just let it be. I, I don't get it, Key. Yeah, I, I personally wish that um, Kareem would have been a little, a little more clear as to what exactly um, LeBron is is not saying and and laying low on and playing both sides on. I just wish he was a little more clear so mm-hmm. I can be clear as to how I want to approach it. Um, clearly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, is smarter than me tenfold, um, and I have no problem admitting that. He is, is somebody that I've always looked up to, somebody that I would always inspire to be just based on his knowledge of, of the world and his thoughtful process and all that he's been able to do since he's been on this earth, both on and off the court. Um, but I think sometimes I think it gets lost because we look at Kareem as this get off my line guy because he's older. Uh, you know, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, those guys have a different thought process than today's generation 
or even our generation, Jay, because it's just who they are. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I, I just wish I, Kareem was a little clearer as to what he was actually speaking about so I could be clear about what, the way that I would like to respond to that. Mm. But, Max, here's something that's very telling to me. When Kareem was asked if he's spoken to LeBron, they never spoken. So, like, LeBron James can reach out to anybody he wants. Like, LeBron's DM'd. I've had conversations with him about certain – like, if LeBron wanted to connect with Kareem, he would connect with Kareem. So what, what does that tell you? Yeah, what, I, what, I mean, Kareem – You know what Kareem, I mean, Kareem, what that, Kareem, what that Kareem, could be, Kareem could be prickly at, you know, obviously. I, I can think of two things, but key is – you're right. It's pure conjecture because Kareem did not specify the issue. So I don't I can know really think of what two. the issue is. Right, I can think of two issues off the top of my head. One is COVID. Okay, if you look at the data, and people aren't for sure, but it could be up to 10 times deadlier than the flu. So maybe Kareem feels like he's trivializing COVID in some way. LeBron is. But I don't know that LeBron did that. You know, he was just relating and, it to his daughter. Yeah, and, then, and then the second thing could be like the whole thing with China, right? Where, where he, but you know, LeBron has enormous business in China. And when that happened, I said, hey, LeBron is selling out. Now, if you have, if selling out for a billion dollars, my price is probably a lot lower than that. Right? Like I'd probably sell out for a lot less than a billion. But it is selling out, and and maybe Kareem, his his principles say no, you don't do it for any amount of money. You know, you don't. You, but but okay, uh, you, you know. I, but I don't know, Max. I don't know if it's the COVID Spider Man situation that LeBron yeah. tweeted out. I don't know if it's his antics on the court because again, yeah, Kareem be. wasn't specific as to what it was. So it would not be uh, in my best interest to try and speculate exactly what the cap was saying until the cap actually says it. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. I would say no one's perfect, and I just pointed out two ways that LeBron hasn't been perfect maybe, but LeBron by and large, given the amount of scrutiny since he was in high school, has led an exemplary hmm. life, right, publicly. And mm-hmm. but you know Kareem is the adult in the room, and maybe he has more rigorous standards than I do. Uh, in fact, I would say that is probably the case, and most more rigorous standards than most. He does come out, come off like the authority, uh, the the kind of moral authority in these situations, even if he is prickly at times. Magic Johnson, by the way, is in two hours from now. Well, talk about Kareem's comments on LeBron. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by. Straight Talk Wireless, Magic, on this program at 9 a.m. Eastern today. Get the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. Key says one offseason trade has changed the balance of power in the AFC, making one new-look club the team to beat in the AFC. New-look club. That's next. Key, Jay, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Key's real rankings. How many rankings we got this time? Like, what, what's well, we got, we're going to recap my real ranking from Friday, Jay, uh, um, of, of the teams that in free agency that are better now than they were at the start of free agency based on that. So we're going to start off with number nine. The Chargers sit at nine. The New Orleans Saints are at eight based on Simon Jameis Winston back. The Cincinnati Bengals are at seven. Uh, Lyle Collins goes over there from the Cowboys. The Bills are at six. The Chiefs are at five. The Browns are at four. The Packers are at three. The Bucks are at two. And the Rams are at one. I got the Bills at six, Jay, because I thought the bringing in Von Miller certainly kicked them up a, a little bit. But losing Brian Dable certainly hurt the offensive side of the ball as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, the Browns are at three. Even though when you look at it, they lost players, but they gained the one in Aaron Rodgers because technically he was a free agent. So that's kind of the list. Browns are we four. go bat it around. Yeah, and Browns are sitting at four because of the uh, Mari Cooper, Deshaun Watson trade. Trades, so to speak. So, yeah, so, so many questions. So, many que- yeah, so first of all, first of all, <laughs> everyone should know. And correct me if I'm wrong, Key. I like the way you do these because everyone likes a round number. Who are the five? Who are the ten? And the way Key does it, it's like it's not an arbitrary number because you like it. It's an even number or something. It's the number before the drop-off. Many other shows will start doing that across the land. Yeah, it's the, by the way, it's the right way to do it. Don't make it arbitrary. <laughs> do make it like here are the nine that this pertains to. After that, it falls off. There's no point in doing it. That's the first thing. But so many questions. Um, First of all, there's no AFC teams in the top three. Everyone's talking about the AFC. Then are the Browns really the best hold team on, in the on, AFC let, let, right let now? Let me address one question at a time. Let's go through one. Key, why no AFC teams in the top three? Like, how are the Packers in the top three? Who is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? doesn't matter to me because it's Aaron Rodgers. I've seen that in the past. Devontae Adams has not been there. And if you want to call it a small sample size, they are 7-0 and without Devontae Adams in the lineup. This, that, the that, offense is the key. offense – was built around Aaron Rodgers. So I know that Aaron Rodgers can go and make receivers. Look, man, MVS got paid because he was with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, 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 Randall Cobb went from playing quarterback to playing receiver and got paid because he was with Aaron Rodgers when it was his time to get paid when he left Green Bay. Jordy Nelson got paid because he was with Aaron Rodgers. St. Brown Equinemius got paid because he was with Aaron Rodgers. And I could go on and on and on about Aaron Rodgers' quarterback and his receiver. So I don't worry about that, though, Jay, right now. I really don't. So, meantime, why don't you have any AFC teams in the top three? In the top three. I get the Rams and the Bucks, even the two. But you ain't got anyone in the top three, Key. Well, because I don't think – I think Green Bay, to me, 
is a better football team. I watched them without Aaron Rodgers going to Kansas City with Jordan Love in a dogfight. So I look at that, right? I look at Buffalo Bills losing their offensive coordinator and Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey now becoming the offensive coordinator hasn't ever called plays. I look at uh, I look at the Cincinnati Bengals. That that's whatever you want to call it, Max. I know you are like a train. Uh, yeah. Max Kellerman puppy chihuahua yeah. style when it comes to Joe Burrow. Yeah, be a chihuahua. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's always barking, you know, little chihuahuas always <laughs> More like so, a pit bull. It, it, I lock on it, and it, I never it, get it, off. It, yeah. it, it, it takes a guy with the little dogs to know what little dogs yeah, sound like, yeah, he, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, now here I go. Are they with you on this I'm, I'm going to stay on I'm going to stay on topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna be just like Chris Rock. I'm not gonna pay any attention Ooh. to the negativity. <laughs> and at number nine, Bing bong. at number nine, you the the number nine team is the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert's never been to the playoffs. I understand yeah. the Khalil Mack trade. The defense has gotten better. Brandon Staley to me cost them three, maybe even four games last year. To me, mm-hmm. analytics. So when I look at all of that, and then Lamar Jackson was hurt. I don't like their passing game. They certainly didn't get better in the offseason. Um who else would I be missing out on? I don't. Miami does nothing for me in the AFC. Mm. So who else would I be? New England I think, is I think just people New England. Would say, I mean, I think to me, Key, the argument would be the Bengals. I know the Bengals had a soft schedule last year. They got a tough no, one no, this year. I don't year. care about the schedule. You but play, they you added. Play. They added to the off. They went to the Super Bowl. They added to the offensive line. You got them seven. That's one. I think another one is the Bills. Who I know they. I'm with you about Dable, no question. But a lot of people would be higher on and the Bills and then coaches. the Chiefs. Yeah. And assistant coaches. Yeah, yeah. When you lose, here's what I'm going to say about the Bills. When you lose a coordinator on offense and some of that staff, it affects the team the next year. No team loses an offensive coordinator who was an orchestra of something and replaces him with a young guy who's never, ever called plays before, and then all of a sudden they're in the same position that they're in again. We'll have this conversation in October and November, and I will certainly – at 722 today, remember this conversation. The Bills are not going to be what you think they're going to be, but see, even you, though they got Josh Allen. My, my only gripe is just about I don't know how many games that Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the well, Browns. I'm, I'm I have assuming, them fourth right now, like I would have the Chiefs ahead of the Browns. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that he, if we go off the calculations of something sort of similar with Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger got six to four, let's give him eight to six. And they can somehow uh, figure out how to go three and three, even though we don't know the schedule, the makeup of the schedule. So don't chime in, Evan. Is that they can be three and three? I give them that. I think that uh, who did they sign? They signed um, the backup, not Case Keenum. They just brought him in, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. I would think yeah. that Jacoby Brissett could take them and get him to three to three. And with that being said. I really don't know how good the division is. Pittsburgh, is that really, are they really going to be a good team? It'll be 500. You know, uh, at least. What is Baltimore? Does Baltimore finally hit a wall where you look up and it's like, oh my God, they're not what we thought they were? Because they haven't addressed anything that made you feel that way. Yeah, I'm surprised by this, actually, out of you. I, I understand you're – I like your – You make it seem like I'm a bad kid or something. No, no, no. I, no, no. I'm, I'm surprised at oh, you. No, no, I'm talking about – I'm talking about the – like, uh, here, here's what I mean. 
I think that your analysis is usually well thought out, and I think that your arguments are persuasive. To not as being well thought right now, if I can get to it, as I find your arguments persuasive about the Bills and Dable, about even the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill. Let's wait and see. They weren't always great this last year, right? The Bengals. I, I get the arguments. I get the arguments for the for the NFC and 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 Aaron Rodgers. But when you look at the, here's where this is what I'm focusing on: the AFC North. Tomlin is and, and Harbaugh are both competitive coaches who generally have their teams competing week to week, season to season. It's hard for me to imagine they're going to just have bad teams, even if they don't have great years. What's that going to be? Nine and eight, something like that. And then you have uh, uh, the Bengals, who are the defending champs mm-hmm. of the conference. So for you to just like kind of be like, well, even if the division, in other words, isn't what we think it's going to be, that ain't no cupcake. That's a tough division, Key. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, it is, but when you look at Baltimore, they didn't make the playoffs. You do understand that. No matter how hard or hardball or how tough hardball's they been. A ton and how of much, injuries, though, Key. Uh, hold on a sec, though, Jay. They had a ton of injuries. There's no question, right? But those, those injuries ain't healed. Those injuries, they still got to wait to see what those players are going to be. They didn't address the one position that we continue to talk about for Lamar Jackson. We continue to talk about it. So, but, the so, receiver position, they've yet to address it. So, but like, okay. Even what are their run, that- what, what's their running back situation going to look like? That's they, went, they had the best running backs of the class of 2012 on their roster. All them dudes, all them running backs they had, mm-hmm. old dudes, Murray and those guys. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, okay. So I, I hear that. That, again, argues to me they might not be as good as people think, but I don't see them as, as bad teams. And then you flip well, it around to the bad. Browns. I hear, your, I hear your reasoning, too, about Deshaun. Well, I'm going to base it on what's happened in the past. I'm going to give him an extra few games. He'll knock that down to about six. And then Brissett might go three and three, or he might go two and four, or you know something like that. So, yeah, like, I think four, three you're, three. you're a little optimistic about what Brissett's going to be and a little pessimistic about the rest of the division, and that's how we're arriving with the Browns yeah. as the best team in the AFC. That's but what I'm saying. Amari Cooper's really good. Kareem Hunt, last I checked, was really good. Really good. I mean, uh, uh, Garrett on the other side defensively was really good. Shut down corner and Ward was really good. So I, I, I look at their offensive line really good. So when I look at all that, with a quarterback that they're going to want to play for. This is, what, this is what I think we are missing. They're going to want to play for this dude when he steps on the field. That's just the, 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 the brotherhood in the locker room in the National Football League. Key so my, they're getting something. My last little thing here, I think <laughs> Go it's going to make Max Very bark like a bigger dog than a little <laughs> chihuahua, yeah. is you know when I say the name Justin Herbert, Max goes crazy. Yeah. I, I know you put a lot of stock into Jameis Winston. I, I know the relationship there with the Saints. I, your nephew's doing his thing. I get it. But, like, I just – the Chargers seem to me like they are loaded this year. And I don't know how you have the Saints ranked ahead of the Chargers when, obviously, the Chargers – you know, Khalil Mack on the defensive decent side of the ball, J.C. Jackson. You think what they have offensively, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Like, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's having a big year. Like, how do you have the Saints ranked ahead of them? Well, because I look at where the Chargers are in their division, which is a tough division. I think we all could agree to that. Yep. The Saints are not in a tough division. They got the one thing that they needed back in free agency. Mind you, this is all based on free agency. Mm. This is not based on a power ranking at the beginning of the Ah, season. This this is all based on free agency. Mm -hmm. I'll reiterate that again and say it. They got the one thing that they needed was a quarterback. They tried to get Deshaun Watson, the New Orleans Saints. It didn't work out. 
So they went ahead and said, we're going to sign Jameis back. Yes, my nephew is coming back, and he's coming back fully healthy. <laughs> For those people out there that think he is done and can't play, so you get that. Alvin Kamara is coming back. The defense is solid and sound. Dennis Allen will call defensive plays as the head coach. So you start to look at those sort of things. On top of Brandon Staley, I know he's been on our show. Evan beats me up. He loves him and things of that nature. When I start to say he cost him games, Evan screams at me. But he cost him games. The analytics got a hold of him. Will he learn from those mistakes? I, I did not say that. I think you're absolutely right that Brandon Staley cost him games. That must have been somebody else on this show. It wasn't me. Yeah. Max? Yeah, I mean, I, they didn't work out last time. Maybe next time they work. You know, maybe next time they work. But I think that's good. Key was almost like a like a you know like someone with a thesis in in, in post grad and and defending his thesis just then. Good job. Uh, it was it was persuasive. I didn't go to post grad. All right. Well, this is football. You got a PhD in football. All right. Um, I did graduate smarty pants. See, you look at my Twitter. Well, my Twitter isn't have it up there anymore. Yeah, but I had saying. I had my degree at the top of my Twitter. Yeah, I, I had my degree said, at the top. I said, I said I post-grad. I, I, I said post-grad. No, not, no, Evan was in my ear. No, Evan was in my ear talking about you got to graduate first. I'm oh. like, <laughs> well, I mean, why don't you let us in on that conversation? You can't say I have my degree at the top of my Twitter. You mean, what does that mean? Like in your bio? I guess if that's what they call it. I don't know what the header. Oh, okay. I just know it's at the top of the thing. Yeah, right. It's like all the little pictures. Jay is the Twitter P. He's the social media. Yeah, you got all the social media. You got all the proper context and wording. Did you mean your diploma? Yeah, that's what I think you mean, yeah. All right, let's have uh, a two-time Super Bowl champion weigh in on Key's uh-huh. list and the Browns being the best team in the AFC. ESPN NFL analyst and two-time Super Bowl champion Damian Woody. What's up, Wood? What up, Wood? The big piano in the What background. up, fellas? What's going on? What's yeah. going on? You know, What's was, up, D-Wood? Yeah, I'm going to play some tunes before you know it now. D-Wood, you got to come on the show one time just from the piano playing us a little tune to kind of lead into the show. The element, you know what I mean? No, y'all, I mean... D. Wood knows I've been get, talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I feel you on that, Jay. Yeah. What you gonna, the pandemic. What you going to hit me with? A house is not a home. <laughs> See this setup he's got, guys? <laughs> <laughs> big Luther Lula. Yeah, there was some Luther on you. never know. Ooh, go ahead. Oh, big, definitely Big Luther now. Big, big Luther. Luther. You better believe that. Big Tell Luther. him, D. Wood. All right. Look, <laughs> he had the Browns yeah, as the best team man. in the AFC in his rankings, uh, D. Wood. Uh, do you agree with that? Browns are the best team in the AFC. Oh man, that boy Key. Okay, this wait, but wait, hold, hold on, on. hold on, D Wood, D Wood, uh, best team in the yep. AFC so far after free agency. We got to make sure we let people know that Max. Okay, after free agency, so far before the draft, best team in the AFC, D Wood. So this is. Purely on free agent moves. Yes. Correct? Yes. I mean, listen, I mean, it's hard to argue against Deshaun Watson, you know, acquiring Deshaun Watson. I mean, the last time we saw Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback in this league. Make no mistake about that. There's no question. Um, Amari Cooper, you know, bringing him over as a receiver, number one receiver for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that was really their, their, their number one need was uh, the wide receiver position. They, you know, they could still add on to that position. So, you know, it's hard to argue against that position. I mean, listen, if you ask me who the best team in the AFC, for me, it's the Buffalo Bills right now. Mm. Um, but I can understand where Key is coming but from wait a minute. just off of those two acquisitions alone. 
Wood, it's Damian Woody with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. It's not just like who did the best in free agency. It's what they have on their roster plus the free agents. So pre-draft, who is the best team, right? And you would still say it could be the Browns? Bills, you mean? No, I'm going Buffalo. Oh, sorry, the Bills. Right, right. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm going Buffalo. Um, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, even I, I, even, listen, even I, though I, there's I no Brian Dablewood? I think the system's still going to be in place, and I love Brian Dable. That's my guy from, from you know, New England and the Jets, but I still think Buffalo, Josh Allen, the steps he's been making, um, getting Vaughn Miller as that pass rusher on defense to me was huge because that was a piece that they were missing on defense, and their defense was really good last year. So I'm, I'm going with Buffalo right now. Um, but, Max, you know, you know the, the guy and the team that I constantly talk about. Mm-hmm. The yes, Chargers, Justin yep. Herbert. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert is a superstar. Is a superstar. And the moves that the that the Los Angeles Chargers made, ooh boy. Word. Watch out for them Chargers. He would. That we got into a, a little thing with that because Key had the Saints ranked over the Chargers, and that was exactly my point. But I'm, I'm curious, moving to the NFC, do you have the Rams or do you have the Bucks as the best team in the NFC? I won't get a slight edge to the uh, to the champs right now. Slight edge. I think the the Bucks got a little bit more work to do, uh, particularly in the offensive line and the interior of the offensive line. We know that Tom Brady isn't Michael Vick back there. He's not going to run around. So I think they got to continue to add there. But listen, when it's all said and done, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think will be the best team in the NFC. Um, you know, Brady knows how to recruit like, like no other. And then you know when they add into the draft, I think the I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be the best team in the NFC. Yeah, you know, Wood, about as far as the Chargers sitting at nine, for me, I look at a couple things, right? Justin Herbert is a star player and going to be a star player in this league. There's no question about it. But they are in a tough division. Yes, they get Khalil Mack coming over. Mm-hmm. What Khalil Mack are they going to get? Let's assume they get Khalil Mack of the Raiders. Let's assume they get a, a, a rejuvenated Khalil Mack. Brandon Staley, from to me, is a... a X factor. What is he going to be as a head coach second time around? Will he still make some of the same analytical smart moves that cost them about three to four games, in my opinion, a year ago? And then when you talk about the Saints, they got back exactly what they needed. A quarterback in Jameis Winston that was 5-2 and two in a not-so-great division with Atlanta, Carolina, mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not only that, guess who else they getting back? They getting back a dude that wears number 13 who averages about 13 and a half yards a catch, make about $20 million a year, is very, very good when he's healthy, and Michael Thomas. So I say to that, this is why I have the Saints slightly above uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. They've been in L.A. for a while now. Can you get your mind right? (laughs) Well, listen, listen, you you bring up some good points, Key, because the, the simple fact is the NFC is the inferior conference to the AFC right now with all the moves that's happening this offseason. So the path for the New Orleans Saints is a lot easier. Yes, they do get back Michael Thomas, who, you know, a lot of people, we haven't seen Michael Thomas in what, like two years, basically? Yeah, about two years. Um, I'm sure he's going to be about two years. So he's going to be ready to show everybody, like, don't forget about me. I'm still one of the elite receivers that we have in this game. Getting Jameis Winston back is going to be huge. And just in that NFC South outside of Tampa, what is there? In that division, there's really nothing. So the path for the New Orleans Saints 
is uh, is easier than Los Angeles Chargers. But I'm just I've been such a believer in the, in in Justin Herbert, his star power and and his ability to elevate to that next level. Uh, Khalil Mack coming over opposite Joey Bosa. You know, it's not just the Khalil Mack show. Now he has other pieces around him where he doesn't have to do it all and be a complimentary piece as far as the pass rush is concerned. J.C. Jackson coming over. I think that's going to um, that's going to really enhance the back end of that defense. Uh, back there with Derwin James, who's, a, who's just an all-star player back there. So for me, the Los Angeles Chargers, they've added some big-time pieces on their defense. Um, particularly their run defense was, was, was atrocious last year. And if they can continue to add to that in the draft, man, look, the Chargers, the Chargers are the one team in that division that was going toe, that was going toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs that weren't scared of the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's why I'm so high on the Los Angeles Chargers. And, yes, Brandon Staley needs to uh, – hopefully he's learned some things from all of those fourth down calls from last year and adjust appropriately. Ooh-wee. Big Wood, Jay, and Max. Would he say he hadn't seen Michael Thomas in two years? I seen him the other day. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what does it look like? Give us some insight, Key, please. <laughs> For the first time in the show's history. Ooh. We got a break. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a break. He was. Saying, you know, what? we haven't seen him on the field. Yeah, he was the best overall hey, receiver hey, in the game when last seen. I've seen him. Thanks, D. Wood, as always. Damian Woody, ladies and gentlemen, two times Super Absolutely. Bowl champ. So. Yeah. Big he, he has not even taken over yet, and somehow tonight may be the most important game of the John Shire era at Duke. How is that possible? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The madness continues. Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network. And the heels kick their rivals to the curb on their way to their 12th national title game. And in the process, in the career of the Hall of Fame coach, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, can you just reflect on your career and what it's meant to I'm you? I'm not going to. I'd rather not. I'm not thinking about my career right now. This is ESPN Radio. John J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, a national champion was crowned last night, South Carolina, beating UConn. 
to claim their second national championship. And South Carolina head coach Dawn Staley joins us in 45 minutes. Another champion will be crowned tonight, of course, UNC against Kansas. So you heard the sound on the way in. Coach K, not thinking about his career right now, but he's the one who announced his farewell tour this year and the whole thing. And everyone, the interest was certainly ginned up, not just because it's Duke, North Carolina for the first time ever in the tournament and it's in the final four, but it's that it's Coach K's potential final game and it was his final game as a coach. Jay, he came out and said he's, he's not thinking about that. I mean, I, look, I, I, that's a legit question. It's a legit question. I, you're, you're catching him after a loss where I think the challenging aspect for him is how, <laughs> how, how the hell do you process a whole season? And he could have answered it, uh, but look, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that my coach doesn't get a, a little bit uh, begruntled from time to time. Begruntled? Yeah. Did I just make up another yeah. word? I don't know. That's I'm pretty tired. good. Begruntled. begruntled. When Jay, when you make up disgruntled. words. Disgruntled. When, when you make up words, though, they actually begruntled. should exist. Yeah. <laughs> begruntled should be a word. Disgruntled. <laughs> but like, look, he, he announces farewell tour. I mean, this is what you're going to have questions <laughs> about your farewell tour. Um, look, for, for me. <sighs> should he have answered it that way? Come on now, Jay. Let's go. This leads to. You're not giving me what I'm looking for, Jay. This, I, I, I'm not I'm never giving you what you're. He looking wants for, the cheese. Key. key is looking for the He's cheese. Looking, look, now, key, the guy, <laughs> tell you don't go for the cheese. Yeah. Now wants yeah. the cheese. Yeah. This just brings up another question. If Hubert Davis wins a championship tonight, first off, I will be sick to my stomach. Every Duke fan will be sick to their stomach. But what kind of pressure does that then put on John Shire if Hubert Davis, in his first year after Roy Williams retires? can then go on and win a championship. A month ago, respect to Hubert Davis for this, I said he was my national coach of the year. A month ago, we weren't sure North Carolina was going to make the damn tournament. And now we're talking about Caleb Love making one of the biggest shots in North Carolina basketball history. I mean, we should have gone small. Yeah. Come on, we should have trapped the screen. You know he's going to shoot the Jay, ball. What are you doing? Again. Come on, go small. Anyway, well, think, yeah. saying like, and now John Shire, like a day after – you lose the Final Four to your rival. You're going to watch a first-year head coach have a chance to win a championship? What kind of pressure does that put on you? Yeah, but I think I think the pressure's on John Shire regardless because yeah, he's, but following key is different, the greatest, though, key. he's following the greatest oh. basketball coach in the modern era, uh, you know, and whatever, John Wooden and all the arguments, whatever you want to call it. But I think when you are at Duke, and you can speak to this clearly more than me, but you're following Coach K, man. Duke basketball is Coach K. North Carolina basketball at the time was Dean Smith, but then they went through three other coaches to get uh, two other coaches to get to Roy Williams. Now they get to Hubert Davis, so it's a little bit different if he won a championship. For me, now I'm not a I'm not a a, a Duke fan or a Carolina fan or, or claim to know much about their programs and inside knowledge of their programs, but I do know when you're talking about following the history of something great. You would think that John Shire would have that pressure regardless but there is to whether or not North Carolina wins or loses. But there is something like. But wait, uh, but wait Max. Yeah. Key, I can speak to that. I live down in North Carolina. I'm around these guys all the time. I had so many between Vince Carter, Jerry Stackhouse, MJ, so many guys talking <clears throat> trash to me. There's beef between these two teams and their coaching staffs. North Carolina has six national championships. Six, right? Duke has five. 
this now would mean that North Carolina would have seventh. And what this means, like there wouldn't be more pressure for John Shire internally, but externally, you guys know what we do. Like people naturally, people are already going to hold the fact that North Carolina beat Coach K on his senior night. That North Carolina in their next game ended Coach K's career. You add a national championship to that locally, like it's oh, it's going to be but even, it's incredible. I think like I, I we could we could talk about other comparisons. The first one that jumps to my mind: if you're in the same draft class or let's say consecutive draft classes, like I think about Justin Herbert, who D Wood brought up in the previous segment. To me, yes, Joe Burrow's presence creates extra pressure for jo- and his accomplishment creates extra pressure for for uh, uh, Justin Herbert. Like you can't not make the playoffs after a dude you were drafted with w- goes to the Super Bowl, comes one play away from winning it. Right? And nobody cares that you're in a load of AFC West either. And you can't say like the media and the fans and the media as a reflection of the fans help shape the narrative, the story. And you can't tell me the athletes are completely unaware of that story. Hubert, or coaches, Hubert Davis, first-year head coach, your bitter rival, gets to the finals. If he wins a championship, Jay, I agree. Shire has more pressure even than he ordinarily would, and it would already be a lot. And I'm going to tell you guys two names, two names that you need to know right now, all right? Dariq Whitehead. The number one player in the class, one of the dopest guards you will see, combined with Derek Lively II, another top three player in the class. Duke has the number one recruiting class in the country. So now you're coming off, if North Carolina wins tonight, which I hope they don't, I hope that Kansas wins, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, but if Carolina wins tonight and then you follow that up with Duke with the number one recruiting class, I mean, that key, expectations are going to be off, out, off the charts with Duke basketball, and they should be. I mean, number one recruiting class again. Yeah, you go. You, of course, Duke's basketball. The expectations are going to be crazy. But how many times have we seen in in the history of collegiate sports or professional sports when you are following a legend? No matter what the situation is, teams don't just hit the ground running. There's going to be times where. People are going to say only if we had Coach K, only if we had Coach K. You you think about it. UCLA basketball, yeah, it's a big program, but they hadn't been the same since John Wooden. What did they win? One national title since he retired? Mm-hmm. Maybe two off the top of my head? Mm-hmm. And that that's all I can think of. So when you start to think about somebody like Coach K leaving, or you think about Dean Smith when he left, it took Roy Williams to come Back to North Carolina for them to even have a shot at winning titles again. That's what I'm saying, Key. Yep. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like you went, they went through Bill Guthridge, who got the couple of Final Fours, didn't get it done. Then they went through Matt Doherty, right? So even look at Kentucky basketball. I mean, Kentucky went from Tubby Smith. They went through Billy Gillespie before yeah. they found it's, you know Coach Calipari. So like that's that's the hardest part for John. Even Coach Shire. K so only got hard. one. It's so hard to stay on top at the level that a great coach sets. Man. It's so hard to do. Does that decrease the pressure or increase the pressure? At this moment, maybe eventually the pressure will be decreased because it's like, oh, what could you do? Right now, ooh, there's a lot of pressure on Shire in my view. By the way, we have more on this in 20 minutes with Coach Seth Greenberg. But coming up, championship that's tainted next. DJ Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.